The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's Fat Tuesday. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Tuesday, February 21st, 2023, Tuesday of the seventh week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Peter Damien. Born in 988, he escaped poverty and the neglect of his own brother when his other brother, the Archpriest of Ravenna, took him under his wing. His brother sent him to good schools and Peter became a professor. He left teaching and gave himself completely to prayer with the Benedictines. The abbot commanded that when he died, Peter should succeed him. Abbot Peter founded five other hermitages. Pope Stephen IX made Peter the Cardinal Bishop of Ostia. He worked hard to wipe out simony, the buying of church offices, and he encouraged his priests to observe celibacy and urged even the diocesan clergy to live together and maintain scheduled prayer and religious observance. He wrote many letters. We still have 170 of them and 53 of his sermons and seven biographies that he wrote. He often asked to be allowed to retire as Cardinal Bishop of Ostia. Pope Alexander II finally consented, but he still was called to serve as a papal legate. When he returned from one assignment in Ravenna, he was overcome by a fever and died February 22nd, 1072. St. Peter Damien, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid, so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that parishes placing communion at the center may increasingly become communities of faith, fraternity, and welcome toward those most in need. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Well, today is the last day before Lent begins, tomorrow as Wednesday. Today is known and some parts of the world is Pancake Tuesday, where we try to eat all those pancakes or Mardi Gras. But either way, let us really try to use this last day before Lent to prepare ourselves. We can pray this morning in preparation for for tomorrow and the beginning of those 40 days of Lent. And today's Gospel actually gives us a little bit of a, a steer, I think a very useful suggestion, as it were, from Jesus as to how we might live Lent very well. Because in today's Gospel, Jesus is on the road with his apostles and he he tells them, he gives them the prophecy, essentially, 
telling them that he is to be delivered into the hands of men, they will put him to death, and three days after he has been put to death, he will rise again. So this is a very, very explicit prophecy of his passion. We're told the apostles didn't understand what Jesus was saying and were afraid to ask him. How did they react to this prophecy? They didn't ask Jesus what he meant. Rather, the next thing that we see is that they are debating amongst themselves who is the greatest. Very surprising. You could think that that after hearing what Jesus had said, they might think, well, how can we prepare for this? How can we accompany Jesus very closely? But that is not the reaction. Rather, the reaction is, well, who is the greatest? Now, when our Lord realizes what they are doing, our Lord's reaction is, is very patient. He, he's, he doesn't give out to them too strongly. He simply tells them that if anyone wants to be first, he must make himself last of all and servant of all. So where they are thinking of status, Jesus is thinking of service. Now, of course, this is not just the twelve apostles who are afflicted by the desire for status, to be recognized, to be preferred over others, to be super popular, and to have hundreds and hundreds of friends, perhaps on Facebook or wherever, and followers or on Instagram. And Jesus is saying, don't think like that. Change your way of thinking. Change your way of thinking to one of service over status. And that, I think, is the, the good kind of hint for us for these days of Lent. Because often we just think in terms of, well, giving up things, giving up sweets, giving up cigarettes, whatever it might be, which is sure it's very good. But we could go deeper. We could go deeper than that. Because our Lord certainly speaks about service. He speaks about taking on a spirit of service far more than he talks about giving up sweets. And we could say, well, maybe, Lord, you are asking me for a greater spirit of service. And that's very practical, very practical things with the people who are around me on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, we might think, well, I can't do very much. I can do, do only very small things for people. But Edmund Burke once said, the famous Irish uh, politician of the uh, 18th century, he said, no one could make a greater mistake than he who did nothing because he could only do a little. It's a very, very wise reflection. Just because we don't think we can do a whole lot in service, well, that doesn't mean anything. Those little acts of service are very meaningful. We don't know the repercussions. And certainly they make life much more pleasant for those around us. Look at the example of Jesus himself. We see him in the gospel. Sometimes very small things. One that I like in particular is when Jesus has just raised that 12-year-old girl from, from the dead. She's lying dead on her bed. Uh, Jesus goes in with some of his apostles and the parents. And he takes the little girl by the hand. He says, Talitha Kumi, little girl, arise. She wakes up. And you can imagine her eyes popping open and uh, looking around 
and everybody, well, is of course delighted, especially her own parents, delighted. And you can imagine them bursting out singing and 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 chanting and alleluia and everything. But what does Jesus say? He says, give her something to eat. This dying business is, is hungry business. And the poor girl hasn't eaten for days and now she's perfectly healthy and she is starving. But kind of nobody thinks, not even the parents think of that. But Jesus, because he has this wonderful spirit of service, give her something to eat. This is what's really important at this moment where they're just so amazed. Nobody's ever seen anything like this in their whole lives. And uh, Jesus is thinking of the poor girl being hungry. Tiny little thing. Important, well, it's important to the girl who's so hungry. And there's a nice example of um, spirit of service. Jesus gives us, gives us a very explicit example in the Last Supper. Described by St. John, if you remember, that as they begin the Last Supper, Jesus uh, arose, he took off his garments, girded himself with a towel, and began to wash the, the feet of the disciples one by one. Now, remember, Peter is horrified, but Jesus insists. And then afterwards, uh, Jesus says, well, do you understand what I've done for you? If I'm your Lord and Master, and I've done this, how much more you should do this for one another? And of course, Jesus, you're not just speaking to the twelve apostles. You are speaking to me. And you are speaking to me, especially as we prepare this time of Lent. And thinking, well, what could I do? Small things, they'll always be fairly small. But to be more service to people. Looking out like, like Jesus does for that, for that hungry, hungry girl. He kind of thinks about these things. With the spirit of service, he spots these things. And then, of course, very explicitly with the, the washing of feet. A very humble task. That apparently was the task just for the lowest of the, the slaves, in fact, would, would be washing feet. People, other people's feet, we, we wash our own normally, but washing, washing other people's feet was really a very low task. And Jesus does this, showing that there's nothing too low for us to do, for, to serve others. There's also one last little thing, which is a, is a lovely little detail. Remember when Jesus is leaving Jericho, he is, uh, he meets Bartimaeus, the blind beggar, who been shouting out, Jesus have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And and Jesus calls him over. And then Jesus very politely says, what would you like me to do for you? It's a, it's a beautiful invitation. In other words, I'm at your service. What would you like me to do for you? And I was kind of thinking, well, that could be a good motto for Lent. You know, internally, not that we say to everybody from, from the beginning of the day to, to nighttime, because people get fed up pretty quickly. But still internally, when we meet somebody, we could kind of think, what would you like me to do for you? How can I be of service for you? Tiny little things, perhaps. Um, things that they might notice, some things that they do notice, or not doing it to be noticed, but actually to, to help them, help them with a small little problem, help them by making life a little bit more pleasant, whatever it is. And I think that, that is a great, could be a good Lenten motto. What would you like me to do for you? Today, this moment, this meal, while we're out together, while I just meet you in passing on a, on a bus or on the street, what would you like me to do for you?
So we ask Jesus, help us as we get ready for Ash Wednesday and those that, as it's sometimes called, that campaign, the Lenten campaign, like a like a war. And the war is one of, of, of service over status. And what would you like me to do for you? I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 minutes past the hour on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin this day of prayer with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Let God arise. Let his enemies flee before him. Let God arise. Let Let his enemies flee before him. Let God arise. Let his foes be scattered. 
Let those who hate him flee before him. As smoke is blown away, so will they be blown away. Like wax that melts before the fire, so shall the wicked perish at the presence of God. But the just shall rejoice at the presence of God. They shall exalt and dance for joy. O sing to the Lord, make music to his name. Make a highway for him who rides on the clouds. Rejoice in the Lord, exalt at his presence. Father of the orphan, defender of the widow, such is God in his holy place. God gives the lonely a home to live in. He leads the prisoners forth into freedom, but rebels must dwell in a parched land. When you went forth, O God, at the head of your people, when you marched across the desert, the earth trembled. The heavens melted at the presence of God, at the presence of God, Israel's God. You poured down, O God, a generous rain. When your people were starved, you gave them new life. It was there that your people found a home, prepared in your goodness, O God, for the poor. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let God arise, let Let his his enemies flee before him. Our God is a saving God. He, the Lord, holds the keys of death. Our Our God God is a saving saving God. He, the the Lord, holds the keys of death. The Lord gives the word to the bearers of good tidings. The Almighty has defeated a numberless army, and kings and armies are in flight, in flight, while you were at rest among the sheepholds. At home, the women already share the spoil. They are covered with silver as the wings of a dove, its feathers brilliant with shining gold, and jewels flashing like snow on Mount Zalman. The mountains of Bashan are mighty mountains, High-ridged mountains are the mountains of Bashan. Why look with envy, you high-ridged mountains, at the mountain where God has chosen to dwell? It is there that the Lord shall dwell forever. The chariots of God are thousands upon thousands. The Lord has come from Sinai to the holy place. You have gone up on high. You have taken captives, receiving men in tribute, O God, even those who rebel into your dwelling, O Lord. May the Lord be blessed day after day. He bears our burdens, God our Savior. This God of ours is a God who saves. The Lord our God holds the keys of death, and God will smite the head of his foes, the crown of those who persist in their sins. The Lord said, I will bring them back from Bashan. I will bring them back from the depth of the sea. Then your feet will tread in their blood and the tongues of your dogs take their share of the foe. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. 
Our, our God, God is a saving, saving God. He, the Lord, holds the keys of death. Kingdoms of earth, sing praise to God. Make music in honor of the Lord. Kingdoms of earth, sing praise to God. Make music in honor of the Lord. They see your solemn procession, O God, the procession of my God, of my King, to the sanctuary, the singers in the forefront, the musicians coming last, between them maidens sounding their timbrels. In festive gatherings, bless the Lord. Bless God, O you who are Israel's sons. There is Benjamin, least of the tribes, at the head, Judah's princes, a mighty throng, Zebulon's princes, Naphtali's princes. Show forth, O God, show forth your might, your might, O God, which you have shown for us. For the sake of your temple, high in Jerusalem, may kings come to you, bringing their tribute. Threaten the wild beast that dwells in the reeds, the bands of the mighty and lords of the peoples. Let them bow down, offering silver. Scatter the peoples who delight in war. Princes will make their way from Egypt. Ethiopia will stretch out her hands to God. Kingdoms of the earth, sing to God. Praise the Lord who rides on the heavens, the ancient heavens. He thunders his voice, his mighty voice. Come, acknowledge the power of God. His glory is on Israel. His might is in the skies. God is to be feared in his holy place. He is the Lord, Israel's God. He gives strength and power to his people. Blessed be God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, you have given us joy in your holy meal. Help us to understand the significance of your death and to acknowledge you as the conqueror of death seated at the right hand of the Father. Kingdoms of earth, sing sing praise to God. Make music in honor of the Lord. I will listen to what the Lord God is saying. He tells of peace for his people. From the book of Ecclesiastes, There is an appointed time for everything and a time for every affair under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot the plant. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to be far from embraces. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. 
a time of war than a time of peace. What advantage has the worker from his toil? I have considered the task which God has appointed for men to be busied about. He has made everything appropriate to its time, and he has put the timeless into our hearts without men's ever discovering from beginning to end the work which God has done. I recognize that there is nothing better than to be glad and to do well during life. For every man, moreover, to eat and drink and enjoy the fruit of all his labor is a gift of God. I recognized that whatever God does will endure forever. There is no adding to it, no taking from it. Thus has God done that he may be revered. What now is has already been, and what is to be already is, and God restores what otherwise would be displaced. And still under the sun in the judgment place, I saw wickedness, and in the seat of justice, iniquity. And I said to myself, Both the just and the wicked, God will judge, since there is a time for every affair and on every work a judgment. I said to myself, As for the children of men, it is God's way of testing them and of showing that they are in themselves like beasts. For the lot of man and of beast is one lot. The one dies as well as the other. Both have the same life breath, and man has no advantage over the beast. All is vanity. Both go to the same place. Both were made from the dust, and to the dust they both return. Who knows if the life breath of the children of man goes upward and the life breath of the beast goes earthward? And I saw that there is nothing better for a man than to rejoice in his work, for this is his lot. Who will let him see what is to come after him? The time is growing short. Those who must deal with the world should not become absorbed in it. For the world as we know it is passing away. There is a season for everything and a time for every purpose under heaven. For the world as we know it is passing away. From a homily on Ecclesiastes by St. Gregory Nyssa, Bishop. There is a time to be born and a time to die. The fact that there is a natural link between birth and death is expressed very clearly in this text of Scripture. Death invariably follows birth, and everyone who is born comes at last to the grave. There is a time to be born and a time to die. God grant that mine may be a timely birth and a timely death. Of course, no one imagines that the speaker regards as acts of virtue our natural birth and death, in neither of which are our own will plays any part. A woman does not give birth because she chooses to do so. Neither does anyone die as a result of his own decision. Obviously, there is neither virtue nor vice in anything that lies beyond our control. So we must consider what is meant by a timely birth and a timely death. It seems to me that the birth referred to here is our salvation, as is suggested by the prophet Isaiah. This reaches its full term 
and is not stillborn when, having been conceived by the fear of God, the soul's own birth pangs bring it to the light of day. We are, in a sense, our own parents, and we give birth to ourselves by our own free choice of what is good. Such a choice becomes possible for us when we have received God into ourselves and have become children of God, children of the Most High. On the other hand, if what the Apostle calls the form of Christ has not been produced in us, we abort ourselves. The man of God must reach maturity. Now, if the meaning of timely birth is clear, so also is the meaning of a timely death. For St. Paul, every moment was a time to die, as he proclaims in his letters. I swear by the pride I take in you that I face death every day. Elsewhere, he says, for your sake, we are put to death daily, and we feel like men condemned to death. How Paul died daily is perfectly obvious. He never gave himself up to a sinful life, but kept his body under constant control. He carried death with him, Christ's death, wherever he went. He was always being crucified with Christ. It was not his own life he lived, it was Christ who lived in him. This surely was a timely death, a death whose end was true life. I put to death and I shall give life, God says, teaching us that death to sin and life in the Spirit is his gift, and promising whatever he puts to death, he will restore to life again. I alone bring both death and life. I alone wound and heal. None can escape my grasp. I hold the keys of death and death's domain. None can escape my grasp. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that always pondering spiritual things we may carry out in both word and deed that which is pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. 24 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Tuesday of the seventh week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord explains the passion that he's about to undergo to his apostles. And in the meantime, they argue about which one of them is the greatest. It's from the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. Jesus would not have anyone know it, for he was teaching his disciples. The Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days, he will rise. But they did not understand the saying, and they were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you discussing on the way? But they were silent, 
for on the way they had discussed with one another who was the greatest. Jesus sat down and called the twelve. If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and put him in the midst of them, and taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. <laughs> this selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, Daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. We talk a lot about divine filiation, the fact that we are indeed children of God. And we need to remember that this is far more than a simple figure of speech. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. To the profound questions that human freedom raises concerning the mystery of evil, the rebellion of the creature, Psalm 2 gives the solution, proclaiming the kingship of Christ and his dominion over evil that exists or can exist. I have sent my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my son, today I have begotten you. The kindness of God, our Father, has given us his Son for a king. When he threatens, he becomes tender. When he says he is angry, he gives us his love. You are my Son. This is addressed to Christ and to you and me if we decide to become Alter Christus, Ipse Christus, another Christ, Christ himself. Words cannot go so far as the heart which is moved by God's goodness. He says to us, you are my son, not a stranger, not a well-treated servant, not a friend. That would be a lot already. A son. This is our refuge, divine filiation. Here we find the necessary courage in the face of adversities, those of an environment which is at times hostile to Christian life, as well as the temptations our Lord may permit in order for us to reaffirm our faith and love. We always find our Father God very near to us. His presence is like a pervasive fragrance which never loses the gentle insistence with which it enters everywhere. The same in the interior of the hearts that accept Him as in the exterior, in natural objects, in the middle of a crowd, in all things, God is there, waiting for us to discover Him, to call to Him, to take Him into account. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, and the ends of the earth your possession. Each day our Lord says, Ask of me, especially in the moments of thanksgiving after communion. Ask of me, Jesus invites us. His desire is to give himself to us, and for us to give ourselves to him. St. John Chrysostom comments on these words of the psalm, and teaches that what is promised to us is no longer just a land flowing with milk and honey or a long life or an abundance of children or wheat or wine or flocks, but heaven and the good things of heaven, divine filiation and brotherhood with his only begotten Son, a sharing in his inheritance and being glorified together with him and reigning with him for all eternity. 
You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, with trembling kiss his feet. Christ has triumphed now and forever. With his death on the cross, he has won life for us. According to the testimony of the fathers of the church, the iron rod is the holy cross, which is made of wood but has the strength of iron. It is the sign of the Christian with which he will conquer in every battle. The obstacles will be shattered like an earthen dish. The cross in our mind, on our lips, in our heart, in all our works, this is the weapon of conquest. A sober and mortified life lived without fleeing from the lovable sacrifice that unites us with Christ. The psalm ends with a call for us to remain faithful along the way and confident in our Lord. Serve the Lord with fear, with trembling kiss his feet, lest he be angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. We have placed all our confidence in God. We ask the holy guardian angels, those faithful servants of God, to help us live our vocation each day with greater fidelity and more love, serving the kingdom of his Son where he has called us. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen before the hour, we pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. your land. You have forgiven the sins of your people. 
Lord, you have blessed your land. You have forgiven the sins of your people. O Lord, you once favored your land and revived the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the guilt of your people and covered all their sins. You averted all your rage. You calmed the heat of your anger. Revive us now, God, our helper. Put an end to your grievance against us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will your anger never cease? Will you not restore again our life, that your people may rejoice in you? Let us see, O Lord, your mercy, and give us your saving help. I will hear what the Lord God has to say, a voice that speaks of peace. Peace for his people and his friends and those who turn to him in their hearts. His help is near for those who fear him, and his glory will dwell in our land. Mercy and faithfulness have met. Justice and peace have embraced. Faithfulness shall spring from the earth and justice look down from the heavens. The Lord will make us prosper and our earth shall yield its fruit. Justice shall march before him and peace shall follow his steps. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Show us your mercy, Lord. Our misery is known to us. May no evil desires prevail over us. For your glory and love dwell in our hearts. Lord, Lord, you have have blessed our land. You have forgiven the sins of your people. My soul has yearned for you in the night, and as morning breaks, I watch for your coming. My soul has yearned for you in the night, and as morning breaks, I watch for your coming. A strong city have we. He sets up walls and ramparts to protect us. Open up the gates to let in a nation that is just, one that keeps faith. A nation of firm purpose you keep in peace. In peace for its trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord is an eternal rock. The way of the just is smooth. The path of the just you make level. Yes, for your way and your judgments, O Lord, we look to you. Your name and your title are the desire of our souls. My soul yearns for you in the night. Yes, my spirit within me keeps vigil for you. When your judgment dawns on the earth, the world's inhabitants learn justice. O Lord, you meet out peace to us, for it is you who have accomplished all we have done. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, 
is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. My My soul soul has yearned for you in the night, and as morning breaks, I watch watch for your your coming. coming. Lord, let the light of your face shine upon us. Lord, Lord, let let the the light light of of your face shine shine upon us. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness, you rule the peoples. You guide the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God, our God, has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing till the ends of the earth revere him. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Be gracious and bless us, Lord, and let your face shed its light on us, so that we can make you known with reverence and bring forth a harvest of justice. Lord, let Let the light of your face shine upon us. A reading from 1 John. We have seen for ourselves and can testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. When anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him and he in God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. My God stands by me, all my trust is in Him. My My God God stands by me, all my trust trust is in Him. I find refuge in Him, and I am truly free. All All my my trust trust is is in Him. him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. My God stands by me, all my trust is in Him. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised through the words of his holy prophets. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old, that that he he would would save us from our enemies, from from the hands of all who hate us. He He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, 
shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised through the words of his holy prophets. Lord Jesus, by your blood you have purchased for yourself a new people. We adore you and beseech you. Remember Remember your people, Lord. Our King and our Redeemer, hear the praises of your church at the beginning of this day. Teach her to glorify your majesty without ceasing. Remember Remember your people, Lord. You are our hope and our strength. In you we trust. May we never despair. Remember your people, Lord. Look kindly upon our weakness and hasten to our aid. For without you we can do nothing. Remember your people, Lord. Remember the poor and the afflicted. Do not let this day be a burden to them. But a consolation and a joy. Remember your people, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God our Father, yours is the beauty of creation and the good things you have given us. Help us to begin this day joyfully in your name and to spend it in a loving service of you and our fellow man. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is coming up next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning as we begin Lent together. In the meantime, go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.